Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Okay, good evening or afternoon, everybody. Um, I'm Dr. Jesse Rail, and we're going to talk about hoarding today. Um, hoarding is a pretty common problem for many people. Um, and it can be a significant problem. It can range from mild to severe. Many people have major problems with hoarding. Hoarding usually begins in people's teenage years um, or young adult years. And there are, well, basically what it is, is the practice of collecting or accumulating things. And this could be anything from food um, to clothes to just clutter, just general clutter, to books, to um, medications, anything. Um, People continue to hang on to these things, even though they don't have much value and they don't really serve a purpose, and you're not using them. And many people will hang on to these items for years and years. Um, I have worked with clients and they had clothes way, from way back in the 60s and 70s, even though there was no way they were going to be able to wear them or use them. Um, they didn't want them. They just couldn't let them go because maybe they were their clothes or maybe they were their parents' clothes, you know, something. Um, so people would just collect things. Um, it's a person who has hoarding difficulties, first of all, just... Um, is persistently collecting and, and getting or buying or going to flea markets somehow or people give them things and then they have a very difficult time discarding or parting with these possessions because they have a perceived need to save them. And they really don't know why they have a need to save them, usually. Um, sometimes it can be an emotional then, you know, like, well, I can't get rid of any of this stuff because it was my mom's or my dad. Or, well, my children had all this stuff in the house and I, I, I can't get rid of it. Um, even though if they ask their children, kids don't want it. Kids don't understand why they still have it. So the person really experiences distress at the, the thought of getting rid of the items. And in many cases, they pretty much refuse to, even at the extent of causing family conflict or not being able to have other people live with them or in their home because they have so much stuff. There's nowhere for the person, the other person to, to be. And there's no place for them to live. Um, you know, you have three or four bedrooms and they're all filled with stuff. And nobody can stay with you because the bed's covered, or maybe there's not even a bed, and you, you know, you, you just have so much stuff. Um, so basically, the homes are crammed with clutter, and many people can't even use certain rooms. Like, they can't take a bath because they have all kinds of stuff in their bathtub, or they can't use the kitchen to prepare meals because they've got so much stuff on the counters and um, even on top of the stove. Um, People who hoard don't usually see it as a problem. They just think that they like to have a lot of things, you know, or 
well, when that closet gets full, I'll just put my clothes in or start putting clothes in another closet. Or, well, when those drawers get full, I'll use plastic boxes and put clothes. So they don't see that as a problem. And, you know, we'll talk about in a little while why it can be a problem. Um, As we said, they have difficulty getting rid of things, discarding things. Um, Usually by middle age, the symptoms are much more severe and they're more difficult to change or treat. Um, The older people get, if they don't change, you know, of course, the more stuff they collect and the more difficult it is to get rid of the stuff. And many times elderly people just have so much stuff in their house that it, it becomes an extremely unsafe situation. Usually the problem develops over time. And a lot of people may not know that the other person is a hoarder. You know, people may have no idea. They may wonder why they never get invited to the person's home. They may wonder why, you know, the person talks about shopping on QVC or, um, you know, all the time. But they don't really realize that the reason is because they're a hoarder. Hoarding increased in its problematic behavior with COVID. Um, I'm sure everybody heard on the media and, and experienced how you couldn't get toilet paper or other non-perishable items because people were afraid that they weren't going to be able to get it. So they bought cases and cases and cases of canned foods and toilet paper and medications. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with it all, but <laughs> it really did increase in its problem. And unfortunately, people don't usually just hoard one thing. They, they hoard multiple things. So if your thing is hoarding toilet paper, you're probably hoarding other cleanly, you're hoarding other cleaning items or um, things like that. So people don't just usually hoard one thing. There's a big difference in hoarding and collecting. People who collect things, they know exactly what they have. They have it organized. They have specific collections, and they have specific places for those collections. And if they sold a collection or gave one of their collectibles away or something, it wouldn't cause extreme distress. They would do this because um, maybe they realized that they had so many things and they wanted to get rid of some of the old ones so that they could get some new ones. So collections are organized. Hoarding is not organized. It's it's disorganized. It's just stuff all over the place. And it usually has no real purpose or no real value. Um, These people feel the need to save things for various reasons. And they're very upset about getting rid of them, like we talked about. Sometimes they even refuse to get rid of it. um, Or it it just causes great distress. Um, It's a buildup of clutter to where rooms become unsafe and very often about before people with certain personality traits of like indecisiveness where they have difficult they have difficulty making decisions or they're perfectionists or they avoid dealing with things um, or situations people who procrastinate and people who have difficulty planning and organizing are most prone to hoarding behaviors so Hoarding results in a lot of disorganized stacks of items. It could be books, clothes, paper, work, 
uh, sentimental items, food, etc. Anything that you can collect, you can hoard. Um, the possessions cl- clutter and, and usually cover the living spaces and even walking spaces. I know some people who literally had to step over piles of stuff just to get through a room. Um, and they often reach the point, you know, because they can't have house guests because there's nowhere to sleep. Um, or they, they can't use the bathroom, things like that. There usually is a buildup of food or trash because it's hard to get, you know, to places to clean. So the, the trash just keeps building up. We, a couple of weeks ago, had an individual and they finally evicted him because he was a hoarder. And his apartment was so full of trash and dead mice. That's what alerted everybody to it because it smelled like, you know, something dead in the apartment. And they went in and he had three um, warnings to get rid of it, to clean it up. And he didn't. And they moved everything out, basically had to throw all kinds of stuff away. And it was just awful. Um, So that can happen. People, especially in apartments, find themselves evicted or very close to it because they have so much stuff. Um, very often it poses major safety risk because people fall or people, you know, there's fire hazards because all this stuff covers up the electric wires and the electric outlets and they can't get air and so they just heat up or you get a situation where the dust particles, because you can't clean in and around this stuff and dust particles will eventually combust and start fires. So it can be a big problem in that way. Um, there's usually conflict with others who try to get rid of the stuff or remove it um, or reduce it. You know, people get into a lot of conflict about how important it is to keep all that stuff. And other people, you know, are trying to get the person to get rid of it. And so then there is a lot of conflict with family members or other people. Um very often people can't find things because they lose things in, in, in the clutter. And you know, once they clean it up, they'll find, I worked with another person and he lost multiple pairs of eyeglasses and was always having to replace his eyeglasses. And when he finally went through the cover or clutter, he found 15 pairs of glasses. <laughs> so, um, so the reason people do this um, Sometimes it's a result of a significant stressor in their life. Maybe they lost a lot of their things because of a flood or a fire or because they were evicted prematurely and they couldn't take everything with them. So they have a big fear of, you know, losing things and they'll do exactly what is probably not helpful because it's going to result in the same loss or even more significant again, um, they they start hoarding things. Um, sometimes it's because people were really poor and they weren't able to really afford clothes or, you know, different things. And so once they are able to afford clothes, they do. They buy all kinds of clothes and different things. Um, sometimes they just believe these items are unique or will be needed at some point in the future. So they hold on to, you know, these things. Uh, that happens to a lot of people when uh, they're they're dieting. They'll hang on to all these different 
sizes of clothes. And so they have three or four different wardrobes with, you know, different sizes of clothes. And their thought process is, well, if I gain weight, I'll need those clothes. Or if I lose weight, I can wear those clothes. And so they end up with these big closets and and dressers and that type of thing full of clothes. Or sometimes they have important emotional significance, Um, especially people who have been in a home where, you know, their parents lived, they may not get rid of their parents' clothes or their parents or spouse, um, their their things, because, you know, they don't want to think about other people wearing those clothes or they think somehow that it is erasing the person. Um, people will often, often do that with their pets as well. They'll keep all the dog toys that their dog ever played with, um, even though they get another dog and they get new toys for the new dog, but they still keep all the old dog toys. Um, because, again, you know, they feel like that is a special significance to them. People often feel safer when they are surrounded by all the things that, you know, they, they saved, um, maybe they don't want to waste things. Very often people will collect plastic containers and, and paper bags and plastic bags and, you know, because they don't want to waste it. They don't want to throw it away. Um, and, and they think it might have some use. Um, so there are different, different reasons why people might um, hoard things. Um, personality is usually one of the main reasons that people hoard things like we talked about the, the traits of perfectionism and indecisiveness, avoidance. Um, if you, if you have difficulty making decisions, you may have difficulty making the decision that you don't need all this stuff. And and so you're going to get rid of it, or you may have a difficulty, um, deciding that really don't even need this stuff. If you tend to avoid stressful situations, it can be stressful. It can be very painful to get rid of things that you've had. And so to avoid that pain, you will not get rid of it. Um, Family history is another important factor. If one of your parents was a hoarder, there's a good probability that the siblings or the offspring are going to be hoarders as well. that can be a real bad situation if you happen to live in a parent's home where they were a hoarder. Now they're not there, but you're hoarding stuff because now you've got their stuff on top of your stuff. And I have a real good friend and he is in that position. They have stuff way back. He's in his 70s and they have stuff way back from when he was a little boy that his mother kept. And and he has so much stuff that he can't find things and he knows that it's a problem. And he gets rid of stuff once in a while, but not as much as he needs to. Um, and we talked about the stressful life events. Um, the complications are pretty significant. Um, increased risk of falls, unsanitary conditions like we talked about with the apartment across the hall, um, injury or being trapped by shifting or falling items, um, especially if you live in an area where there's earthquakes and if you got a big pile of stuff and it falls you could get injured or you know your children or your pets could get injured causes family conflict it causes loneliness and social isolation because if you don't have people visit you because there's no place to you know for them to 
to be, um, you can begin to feel pretty lonely and isolated. And that's another big thing that's happening with this COVID thing, that people are hoarding so much that now that things are starting to lift, they don't have any place for their family or friends to visit. And so they're still very isolated, even though they may not have to be as much. We talked about the fire hazard. It actually affects people's work performance because very often people are late getting to work because they can't find any clothes to wear because all their clothes are, you know, just disorganized and scattered all over. Um, They frequently lose homework or uh, other important work-related materials, and so they have problems with that. People who were in a position that they had to work from home are having a great deal of problem because, once again, they've got so much stuff that there was really no place for them to adequately work. And it can cause legal problems like eviction from apartments, and it can cause financial uh, problems because you lose your information that you need to pay your bills, and so then you don't pay your bills, and then you get charged late fees, and and all of that piles up. Um, There are some mental illnesses that are very associated with hoarding, um, depression, anxiety, obsessive-compulsive disorder, and attention deficit are the four main mental illnesses that we see with, with hoarding behavior. So not only do you have to treat the hoarding, you have to treat the mental disorder as well. So what do you do if you realize that you are a hoarder or you're very close to being a hoarder? Well, um, just recognizing can be the first step. Admitting that, you know, I have this problem. I'm collecting way too much stuff or accumulating way too much stuff and I need to get rid of it. Um, that can go a long way in helping you overcome this this disorder. So then you can talk to your doctor or a mental health professional. They can offer specific treatment, usually cognitive behavior therapy, because we work with the irrational ideas that are behind hoarding. You know, I have to keep this stuff because whatever. Or if I get rid of this stuff, then I'm erasing my parents' memory. Um, so we work with the irrational ideas that govern the hoarding behavior, and that's why cognitive behavior therapy is is very helpful in terms of treatment. There are certain situations where people recognize that they have this issue, but they don't know what to do because they don't know how to get rid of the stuff. And so what you can do is, if, if it's a lot of clothes, that you have, you can call Goodwill or Rescue Mission or um, some of the homeless shelters, some of the churches. Many of those people will come and get the clothes and take them to other places, you know, to help you get rid of it. Many of those people will be very happy to assist. Um, If it's other stuff, you know, you can call your Chamber of Commerce or your Better Business Bureau because Many communities have services that deal with that specifically. Um, They can come and help you go through the stuff. They can get rid of it for you. They can maybe even take it to consignment or or places, you know, where it can be sold. Um, Many people make their living 
by selling stuff on eBay and other places. And that's how they get the stuff usually. Um, they look for people who are willing to or ready to get rid of, uh, say, a whole bunch of antiques or a whole bunch of Avon bottles or, you know, whatever it is. Um, they will give you some money or a percentage of money. You usually aren't going to get rich, but uh, stuff that way. When I moved into my house, somebody had throwing just a whole bunch of stuff down in the basement, all kind of stuff. Um, the way I got rid of it was to contact somebody who collected scrap metal because a lot of it was metal. And he went down and cleaned out the whole basement and took all the metal and didn't charge me anything because he got lots of scrap metal. Got lots of other junk too, but I don't know what he did with it, but it was gone. So, <laughs> you know, you might be able to find places that offer these types of services and they'll come in and, and help you or get it. If it's posing a danger, then you want to call the police, the fire uh, department, public health, even child or elderly welfare or animal welfare. Because some people will actually hoard animals. And hoarding animals is, is, you know, these people believe that they're doing the animals a favor. They believe that they're being good to the animals, that they're helping the animals. But really they're not um, because... You know, sometimes they can have as many as 50, 70 or more cats or dogs in one area. And the, there's no way anybody can adequately take care of that many animals and keep the place clean. It's just not possible. So sometimes animal uh, shelters and have to get involved as well. <clears throat> so that's pretty much um, hoarding. There are medications that can help as well. If, um, especially if the hoarding behavior is occurring with, with one of the mental illnesses, um, so that people can get a better handle over, you know, getting rid of some of that stuff. So it can be a very significant issue. Um, and it's one that it's pretty important to get help with or get under control if you can possibly do that or if you know family members who need to do that as well you know you might want to strongly encourage them so we're going to open up for questions and if anybody has any questions or comments you know feel free Okay, if you'd like to ask Miss Jessie Ryle a question, please, if you're calling from a landline, it's going to be star nine to raise your hand. From a PC, it is Alt-Y. And from the Mac, it is Options-Y. And if you're on an iPad or iOS, it's going to be on the more to raise your hand. Any thoughts or comments? Or, yeah, okay. All righty. We have Miss Pam Coffey. Yes, uh, <clears throat> It seems to me that there's a very fine line between, uh, okay, the person who has more than one size of clothing in their closet. I'll use that as an example. Uh, my family once had a friend who was sort of that way. But what would happen was she would gain weight, had to go into her larger sizes. <clears throat> and then she would go on whatever program we had back then. Probably the only one at that time was Weight Watchers. She'd go on that and she'd lose 30 pounds and would be back into the small sizes. 
for at least a while. And then, you know, the weight would go back on. But she would set a goal every time she started to put the weight back on that she was going to get rid of it in order to wear her smaller sized clothes again. But while she was on that heavy side, she had to have something she could wear. So it seems to me there's a very, very, or can be a very fine line uh, that, between not, yeah, what is considered hoarding, hoarding and what is just being practical. No, that would not be considered hoarding. She was in control of the clothes situation. Right. Because she was setting a goal. She would get rid of things. She would, you know, she wasn't distressed about it, apparently. Um, she didn't so get rid of the clothing. She'd get behavior. rid of the weight. Yeah. Hoarding behavior is collecting or continuing to buy clothes yeah. for all these different sizes to the point that you have really nowhere to put them. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, that would be hoarding. But I can, I can see, I can see where to certain people because she had the my friend had one set of clothes that was a size fourteen, and another set of size of clothes that was a size ten or eight or whatever. I can see where if you didn't know that she had the two sizes, so that at least she would have something to wear, whether she was. Excuse me, I have a not. question. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I want to know how can you tell if you're hoarding or not? Because I know some people hoard and they don't. Think. I know. Yeah. Uh, how did you tell? Um, hoarding is a problem when you are just gathering things to the to the point that you have no place to put them and you have no organization, no no control over it. Okay, if you have everything organized, then that's that's different. Or if you don't have so many much stuff that you, you know, have no place to put it, that type of thing. Does that make sense? Next we have area code three oh one in think in one four five. How do you find, my mom um, passed away a few months ago. I'm not sure if my dad's ready to get rid of her things, but we we don't really have a plan. I've called Goodwill and they say you have to bring the stuff to them. Um, how do you find someone that likes to you know take this kind of stuff and sell it on eBay or whatever they do with it? You could probably call your chamber of commerce. And ask them if they have, you know, any registered businesses or, or individuals who do that. Uh, that would be the place I would start first, because if it's a registered business, they should know about it and they should be able to tell you. Um, if not, it might be listed in the paper, um, which I know doesn't do blind people much good. But if you have somebody who can look in the paper, um, they might advertise that way. It kind of worries me about my dad. He just may not be ready yet. We've gotten rid of a few, like, you know, underwear and things like that. But then, you know, he looks at her things and he says, you know, nobody's worthy to wear her things. And so I just can't start, you know, until he's ready, I guess I just can't start moving them out, you know. No. Um, it hasn't been be that able, long, really, yet. Um, it hasn't. And he might be able to get rid of a little bit at a time and once he figures out that okay I got rid of that box or that that 
a bunch of stuff and that wasn't too bad. And, you know, now I can get rid of the next box. So sometimes yeah, people I may, have to go through it very slowly. I may check with the Chamber of Commerce so just to present some options. Exactly. And, you know, that might help. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Next we have Beth. You can unmute. Um, hello. I, I know. Hello, Jesse. I know a lot of elderly people and, and poor people that uh, do save things. I mean, I guess to some people it would be considered hoarding, but like, uh, like if you, like if you can't go to town all the time or you can't, um, you don't have no one to take you to town all the time. You buy, oh, say for the month or for two months, you know, I mean, like there's, um, groceries, not, well, yeah, grocery stores that, that let you buy in bulk, like for two months, you know, oh, this person's got all these boxes all over the, you know, and they're not really a hazard, but they're just, they don't look too good. I mean, they're not, they're piled a little bit high, not that high, but, you know, but they'll eventually get used. They will get used, and then they go back for another two months and buy and more that's stuff. Okay. To again, a lot of people, it does look like hoarding. Yeah, and again, that is a control. That is what? Hello? We're going to give our facilitator just a few minutes, but again, uh, she's gotten disconnected. If you guys have any questions, feel free to think about that and ponder, um, you know, the questions that you may have for our facilitator. Also, um, think about possible solutions that may um, assist in your loved ones or your friends that may have um, concerns when it comes to hoarding, again, Miss Jessie said that, you know, sometimes it's all about um, your circle of people. So um, staying connected, um, helping those who may feel isolated, helping them to get connected with professionals uh, that may also be of assistance to them in um, dealing with the underlining issues that may arise for um, that cause them to create patterns uh, that will get them in a situation where they're hoarding. So again, we're going to give her just a few minutes to, um, again, um, try to get reconnected on her end. Thank you so much for being patient. It's been great dialogue. Hopefully you guys have uh, received some great information. She shared a lot of information. If you want to uh, even ask her some additional questions, you can definitely contact Miss Jessie Ryle through Cindy Hollis by reaching out to ACB Community. Again, acbcommunity.org. I would pose to you all as we are waiting, um, what are some positive uh, things that you guys have experienced that you would share uh, that can encourage um, those that are dealing with this situation or have family members that may be um, dealing with that. If you'd like to share, Miss Karen, I do know that you had your hand up. Um, if it's something that you would like to share along that line, you can definitely unmute and share. Uh, if you had a question directly for Miss Jessie, um, we're going to give her a few minutes to be able to reconnect to answer that. But if you have something that you'd like to share that you think we can benefit from, uh, you, you definitely have the floor to do that. Miss Karen? The only thing I'd One like thing. to oh, which Karen? 
I'm sorry. Go ahead. Karen (laughs) M. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, The only thing I'd like to say, um, my mom kept everything in an unfinished basement and it was just crazy what was down there. Um, I think when her grandparents died, she, she took in all of their things and, and, so luckily, um, when I sold the house, I had a great real estate agent and someone who helped me organize, you know, a sale of the contents. And unfortunately, because it was like kind of under a lot of pressure and it was a little bit upsetting for me, I took stuff and I probably should have left some of the stuff there. But um, so one way to get rid of stuff is think about what people will have to do after you're done with the stuff in order to get rid of it. You know, it's like a major problem. Also, um, there are different organizations. Um, I'm in New York City, so maybe I have more choices than other people. But each organization has rules as to what they will take and not take. Some of them don't want electronic stuff. Some of them don't want exercise stuff. And some will pick up. Um, you know, if one place says to you, I don't know, you know, no, we don't take that or we can't come just ask them, do you know of someone who will? And sometimes you learn things by word of mouth. Um, so, you know, I guess I have the hoarding in my blood, but I've given away a lot of stuff and hope to give away more and, um, and, don't leave a mess for someone else is my advice. And again, one thing Miss Jessie said that um, uh, learning the ones that you love and, and kind of being uh, connected and seeing patterns where they begin. But definitely there are different ways to help in that process. Like she said, finding items that you can um, resell gently sell use items uh, whether it's on ebay or um uh you can donate items through probably some local goodwills and salvation armies um may i uh, say something else i'm sorry um the way i look at giving away things you know i i've given books to new york public library i give you know I, i i look at it as finding a new home for these things that I know I will never use, you know, so I'm not just throwing them in the trash. I'm letting someone else benefit from them. So that, sorry, that's what I wanted to say. Thank you so much for sharing. Did Jesse come back yet? No. Do we have anyone else that would like to share um, something positive um, that can encourage Okay. Okay. Area code 301. You have the floor to share. One thing, um, I had to retire from work when I really wasn't ready to or didn't want to, or, but anyway, it happened. And, uh, I've had kind of a problem in filling my time. What do I do all day when I've worked for 36 years and gone to school before that? And so I have filled some of my time with, I used to collect Braille cookbooks. I'd, you know, buy them from all kinds of places and really enjoyed them. But now I'm finding, you know, I'm not married. I don't have a big family. So I'm probably not really going to, you know, cook all that stuff that's in the cookbooks. So I'm sorting through them and just keeping 
the recipes that I may use and putting them together, most of them are on the, you know, the ring bindings, like 19 or 20 of the plastic comb bindings you can take apart. So I'm just reassembling the recipes I might use and getting rid of an awful lot of Braille that has gathered over the years. Okay. And it's a good sense of accomplishment because they were all in the spare bedroom and I really couldn't find any when I wanted to anyway. So now I'm going to be able to, uh, you know, reorganize what I keep. And well, that's, that's been a good use of my time. And I'm accomplishing something with the mess that I had of Braille books. <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing. Thank you so much. Miss Jessie is trying to reconnect. She was able to pop me in, but she got re-disconnected. So we are just going to continue to let everyone share something positive until we can get her reconnected. Beth, you have the floor. You have to unmute, Beth. Beth? There you go, Beth. Beth, did you want to share something? Yeah, I... I was going to say, I don't think it's, I don't think there's anything wrong. Um, we buy from the thrift stores, okay, clothes and stuff like that, that we're going to wear. I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but yet uh, people look like, I wouldn't wear used stuff, you know? And I'm like, well, good. I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're Donald Trump's niece that you have the money to buy it. We don't. Well, unfortunately, like you said, every, everything is a person's preference. And today our topic is about hoarding. So it's about no, clearing out our... You know, they, they say, we, we, buy, we buy, you know, too much used clothes, but I don't think we... I don't really think we do. We just have... We lost a lot of clothes, so we don't have that much of it. Okay. But when you... Beth? Okay, well, thank you for sharing, Beth. Um, again, we've tried to get Miss... Um, Jesse, uh, allow her a little bit of time to uh, rejoin the call. She's having some de- technical difficulties at this time. She's had shared some great information about how we can ha- assist our loved ones and people we know that are have had concerns with hoarding, whether it's uh, staying connected with them, assisting them in the process, getting to the root of that, uh, or directing them to somewhere that can professionally help them to get to the to the uh to the foundation of why they have began that process because we as we know it can start for a different reason so again if you have any direct questions for Ms. Jesse Rell you can reach out to Miss Cindy Hollis at acb.org uh, um and again, if you have any questions, please direct those questions to uh, Miss Jessie. You can reach her through Cindy Hollis. Um, at this time, we are going to end the call um, because she has not returned. And we want to make sure that whatever pertinent information she has to share on this topic, she is able to do so on the next call. So please join us for uh, maintaining and taking care of our mental health. The next call with Miss Jessie. And again, we thank you for your time and joining her on today. And you all have a wonderful day.